Guardian Unlimited. The Business Travel Podcasts, a series of four audio city guides in association with Silverjet. Low fare business flights between London and New York. Book now at www.flysilverjet.com. New York's yellow cabs and shiny skyscrapers are so iconic that the streets feel familiar from the first glimpse of its skyline. Its buzz and energy make it the original 24-7 city. It's the financial powerhouse of the world's richest nations. When you come here on business, you need to be wide awake to keep up with its driven business community. When you fly into New York, you'll land at either JFK or Newark Airport. The easiest way into town from JFK is to take a yellow cab for a flat fee of $45. From Newark, you could take a 40-minute train trip that will land you at Penn Station, right in the heart of Manhattan. Or you could take a yellow cab from there as well. It should cost you about the same as from JFK. New York is home to 8 million people, spread out across the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens and Manhattan. If you're here on business, it's likely that you'll spend all of your time on Manhattan. Only 13 miles long and a maximum of 3 miles wide, the island is divided into three sections. Downtown, which is south of 14th Street and home to Wall Street. Then Midtown, which reaches up to 59th Street and is the city's business centre. Everything north of that point is uptown. Avenues run north-south with the numbers rising from the east to the west. New York didn't get to be the city it is today by being nice when it comes to making money. But there are people on your side. Richard Fursland is the chief executive of British American Business. Richard, tell us how you can help. Just about any way they want, with uh, legal advice, accountancy advice, uh, office space, meeting space, introductions to business partners, potential clients, um, introductions to the New York City Economic Development Corporation, which we know well and that provides help to any business coming into New York. It's easy to assume, isn't it, that just because we speak the same language, it's going to be just the same over here as it is back home. Um, What's your top tips to businessmen coming out here? Well, first of all, it's don't assume it's the same, because it is very different. There are more failed relocations between the U.S. and the U.K. than between any other two countries. But top tips, I'd say, um, don't schedule dinners to go on after 9 o'clock, because your American guests will want to go home. Expect a somewhat more direct approach to business than you might in the U.K., and um, don't necessarily assume that your American friends uh, want to drink quite as often and quite as much as you do. Have you got any funny stories of when it all went horribly wrong? Oh, a whole bunch of them. One occasion, chief exec of a British company here um, was meeting with a new potential client who, uh, ironically, the British guy said, um, you know, I think I do know a little bit about your problem. I think I can help you. And the American client walked out of the interview saying that he did not want to deal with a company that only knew a little bit about his problem. And that was one client lost, all in the cause of British humour.
By far the easiest way to get around town is simply to flag down one of the city's numerous taxis. When the centre light is lit, it means the cab is available. It's easiest to give the address as a cross street, and you should tip drivers between 15 to 20% when you arrive at your destination. If you want to take the metro, then it's best to get hold of a map from your hotel concierge before you go. Journeys in Manhattan will cost as little as $2, but make sure you get on the right train. Some are express, and you could easily find yourself whisked across to Brooklyn. If you have time, though, you should grab a map and soak up the atmosphere of the city by walking from meeting to meeting. I'm sitting having a warming cappuccino on a rather cold January New York day with Richard Sexton. He's a Brit who's been living here for six years. Tell us a bit more about where we are. Well, we're in the Grand Central Terminal, which is one of the main uh, hubs in New York. As you can see, it really reflects the, the energy and buzz of the city uh, and has some great restaurants to, uh, to bring people to experience that. Is this somewhere that you really like to take clients? Uh, absolutely. The uh, Michael Jordan Steakhouse has a balcony overlooking uh, the main entrance hall, uh, as does Charlie Palmer's Metrozoa Restaurant and Cipriani's. So this is a great place to bring people. And if people only have an afternoon to spare or maybe a couple of hours, what are the top three things you should really see in New York? Well, I strongly recommend people go to Ground Zero. It was obviously a significant moment in our history, and uh, it's quite moving to go down there and uh, see the site. And, of course, now it's been redeveloped. You can see the, uh, the construction taking place and what they're doing there. I would recommend getting a close-up look of the uh, Statue of Liberty. The Circle Line do tours on the uh, west side. Uh, you can also get the Staten Island Ferry for free, which goes very nearby. And I would also recommend Top of the Rock, which is opened about a year ago. It's a great way to see the skyline of New York. Uh, and you get to see the Empire State Building, it's absolutely fabulous. And those are the three things I would definitely recommend you do. For those that really want to see a museum but don't have much time, of all of the city's museums, is there one that shouldn't be missed? I would strongly recommend the Museum of Modern Art. It's obviously a very famous uh, modern art museum. MoMA is it's well known and uh, would strongly recommend that. If the thought of going out and seeing New York on your own doesn't appeal, then don't worry, help is at hand. Jared Nissen runs the social networking organisation called The Lunch Club. Jared, tell us how it all began. I had been working at home as a technical writer, and every day I would go out to lunch and eat by myself. And after a couple of years of doing that, I became really bored with eating alone. So one day I posted an ad on Craigslist inviting complete and total strangers to come and meet me for lunch. So it's grown quite a bit since those days. How many members have you got now? We're coming up on 13,000 members in four different cities. That's quite an achievement. So for business travellers to the city, if they want to <clears> do something other than sit on their hotel room by themselves, can they come along and join you? Sure. They just need to sign up at thelunchclub.com. Just check our calendar and maybe we'll be having a party or going out to dinner or having a tour or a scavenger hunt. There's just so many different types of things. When you travel a lot on business, it's quite easy to let the exercise regime slip. But if you come to this city, you needn't worry about that. You've got Michael Gazella to keep you in shape. Tell us more about it. Well, I have an organization that's called NYC Run. With NYC Run, what we do is we allow visitors to the city. We give them a chance to get their run in while seeing the greatest city of the world at the same time. And 
when you come to people's hotels, pick them up, take them around? We meet them at their hotels. We supply them with a subway card if needed to get them to the start of the run. We want to make it as convenient as possible for everyone. And we take them on the run. And at the end, they get a little treat with a goodie bag with a T-shirt and some other running-related products. It's not just about jogging about Central Park either, is it? It's a lot more than Central Park. We take you uptown, downtown, to any of the other boroughs, wherever you want to go, as long as it fits into the mileage that you uh, suggest, we will take you there. There are an abundance of hotels in New York, but finding the one at the right price with the right amenities can be tricky. In the heart of Midtown is London NYC. It's a new hotel which is also home to Gordon Ramsay's New York restaurant. Its suites will set you back about $500 a night, but it's a good bang for your buck. The rooms are spacious. They've got large desks, cool blue interiors, and a great view towards Central Park. If you want to spend less, 40 Park Avenue will set you back around $300 and it has a great bar for entertaining clients. There are five W hotels at the same price. Their stylish lobby bars are a good place to hang out with hip New Yorkers. Another great Midtown hotel is the Barclay Intercontinental. It's a stone's throw from Grand Central Station and it's got an impressive concierge and also a great lobby to watch the world go by. It's not only New York skyscrapers that are bolder and more eye-catching than anywhere else. The city's restaurants are also about so much more than just eating. Here, it's a whole experience, with attention paid to every detail, from the table decorations, the interior, and even the waiter's uniform. And there are thousands of them to choose from. Gabriella Gershenson is restaurant critic of Time Out New York. Gabriella, tell us where we are today. Well, Charlotte, today we're at 11 Madison Park, which is a restaurant at 23rd Street and Madison Avenue in New York City. And it's in the old MetLife building, which is really an Art Deco masterpiece. And the room is soaring. There's a lot of space. The cuisine is great. It's kind of a new American menu with Asian flourishes by Chef Daniel Hum. And uh, between the professionalism of the staff and the great amount of space, which in New York City is really a precious commodity, It's a wonderful place to impress the person who you're trying to woo at a business lunch. I certainly agree with that. The food is absolutely delicious. We've just had some fantastic tuna and great foie gras. Apart from here, have you got some other top recommendations for making that client sign on the dotted line? I do. I think that in New York City, the key to creating a comfortable business atmosphere is finding a place that has pedigree, that has great service, and that has a lot of space. If you can find a setting that's impressive with a good view, then that's even more of a bonus. One recommendation that I have is called Cafe Gray. It's in the Time Warner Center, and the chef is Gray Coons, and he's very well known here in New York City. And what you have there that you don't have at most restaurants in New York is a great view of Central Park. Is it quite expensive? Oh, of course. But, you know, you're not going to go cheap with your uh, business client, are you? Well, let's just say that, unfortunately, you have to go cheap. Is there somewhere that you can basically get class for less bucks? Uh, Well, hmm, let me think about that. There is, and it's actually right around the corner from Cafe Grey. 
And it's John George, which is surprising because it's one of the top-rated restaurants in New York City. The restaurant's located in the Trump Tower, which is a very money address, also at the foot of Central Park. They have a reasonably priced prefix lunch menu, so you can have the beautiful setting, the great service, and the fine dining cuisine for a fraction of the price of a usual business lunch. That way you can pretend to your client and you're rolling in already. Oh yeah, no doubt. No matter how busy your schedule, you should take some time out to make the most of New York's excellent shopping. If you're really pushed, Soho is the place to head with scores of shops close together. Here to show us round is Rena DeLevy. She's a long-term resident and an avid shopper. Rena, tell us where we are now. We are on the corner of Prince Street and Green Street, a perfect cross-section of cobblestone streets and modern-day paved streets. To my right is what used to be Post Office Station A, which is now the Apple Store, which is a true candy store of every Mac toy you could ever want to play with. I drool just even thinking about going there. If you look north, there is Hugo, Hugo Boss, Paul Smith, Adriana Shamaris, Shuyumura, so many clothing stores. Then you look south and there's Agnes B and Natuzzi, Louis Vuitton, Mont Blanc. There's so much shopping to do here. And I have to just call out the handmade hats being sold by the vendor on the street corner. She's just set up a table and is selling her hats there. If you don't want to go to the designer stores, are there some more mainstream shops around here? Yes, you just walk two more blocks from here. You have um, all the mainstream, like there's a Bloomingdale's, the downtown Bloomies, and then there's Banana Republic, Ann Taylor, Sephora, all the mainstream stores. This is a great spot for somebody who wants to do some shopping but doesn't have that much time to take from their busy business schedule. This is a one-stop shopping location. After a few days on a business trip in this hectic city, you'll feel exhausted and wrung out. But New Yorkers are very friendly and have a great sense of humour, so make sure you take the time to chat. Enjoy a great cocktail, or hang out in a cafe, or even sample one of the city's fabulous restaurants. Even if you've only got half an hour to recharge the batteries, use that precious time to see the Big Apple's fantastic architecture, up close and personal from the sidewalk. This city is one to make the most of. The Business Travel Podcasts, a series of four audio city guides in association with Silverjet. Low fare business flights between London and New York. Book now at www.flysilverjet.com. Guardian Unlimited.